Welcome to another episode of the Called Bank Podcast. I am Dale Harper, and I'm here with Nate Ortonson. And we are really close to the offseason. Uh, as of recording, the, the draft is four days away. And once the draft start, or once the draft ends, uh, we'll probably have a day break, uh, right around 24 hours, before all the free agency craziness can start. So, obviously, in this dead time, there have been lots of trade rumors flying around. Uh, we've heard Res- uh, Russell Westbrook requested a trade. Um, the Thunder are shopping Chris Paul. I've heard trade rumors for other players uh, like Drew Holiday. Um, I heard there's some interest around him and DeMar DeRozan. Um, but there hasn't really been much news about the Jazz. and I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not sure if that's just the Jazz are looking to run it back or... Maybe they're just they're planning some big stuff, but they're just really good at not letting anything leak out before they make it as a strategic decision. But I would imagine they're planning to run it back because um, they see themselves as contenders. They have an awesome roster. If they were healthy, they probably would have made it into the second round, and we would have seen how they fared against the Clippers. But I'm going to come out with some jazz hot takes or what I think the Jazz might want to consider doing this offseason in order to not only make themselves better for next season, but make themselves better for uh, upcoming free agencies and years to come. And a lot of what I've heard just about trades in general this season sound really interesting since I haven't heard a lot of two-sided trades. Like, I mean, obviously every trade needs two teams minimum, but what I've seen is really one team where it's like, oh, this would help the Celtics a lot, or this would help the Hawks or the Mavericks a lot. But I haven't heard any really good trades that help both sides get to where they want to go. And I just feel like that's kind of what's happening this offseason, especially when you look at the NBA draft, where the majority of teams want to move back but nobody really wants to move up just based on the assets that are available in this draft and kind of the question marks surrounding most of the key picks. So I'm really interested to hear kind of what trade scenarios that you're going to throw out and see how I feel they um, help the Jazz and are beneficial for the other team. Since obviously, as much as I'd love to make a one-sided trade that only helped the Jazz, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and this is a tough one. Because, um, so I kind of put, there's a there's four types of teams that I think may be looking to make a big splash this offseason. And so obviously you have contenders. Uh, if you're a contender, you're looking to upgrade wherever you can, even if it's just for the short term, just to have a better chance at winning a championship. Um, the tough part with contenders is uh, the Jazz are a borderline contender. So... I don't think the Jazz are really looking to sell because if you're trading to a contender, you're giving them something now and they're giving you their future. And I don't think the Jazz are looking for something like that. Uh, Another kind of team that may be looking to make a splash is with uh, all-star or at least former all-star superstar point guards like Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, uh, Drew Holiday. I guess he's more of a shooting guard. But with them on the move... You may have a team that is a lottery team now, but they may be looking to make some trades to have 
two all-star caliber players on their roster. And so that that may be an interesting one. The tough part, though, is they don't have much to trade. And if they're trading for two all-stars, uh, let's say if, a, like the Hornets, if they trade for Westbrook, and then they come knocking on the Jazz, Jazz's door looking for a trade for Gobert, they don't have anyone else to trade after they traded for Westbrook. So that's a tough one. So I think if the Jazz are going to make big moves for um by trading away their big name players and hoping to get something in return they're going to want to look at those either eight seeds or lottery teams that are looking to make either a push into the playoffs or a deeper push past the first round um and so i think after i was looking at the jazz roster what they're going to have to do in the future and kind of what they're paying their players now and this is unpopular because these are two uh, favorites on the roster. I think the Jazz should move Joe Ingles, which obviously he has a ton of value. He he plays surprisingly good defense, even though he's definitely not the most athletic guy out there. And he shoots the ball amazingly, which are two things that teams value a lot right now. And so I think the Jazz are overpaying him, but if they trade him, they could get a lot in return. Uh, and the other player I'm thinking of trading is Rudy Gobert. Now, this one is contingent on if the Jazz can work out an extension that is not the Supermax with Gobert, then they should keep him. I don't think Gobert is worth the Supermax. When you look at if this, if Giannis Antetokounmpo is worth the Supermax, Rudy Gobert is not on that level and not worth the Supermax. So I think if you can sign Gobert for anything less than the Supermax, then you keep him. But if he's wanting to, he's sticking to his guns and wants a Supermax, then I think the Jazz should look at trading him. So before I give off any trade rumors, uh, what are your thoughts about, like, do you think it's worth it to look at those players to trade? So I can see what you're saying with Joe Ingles, especially where he's um, on such a big contract. He's making about... um, well, I guess he's on the last year of his contract and he's making $10 million. So that's a lot. The real question is like, what's going to happen um, this upcoming season? Since I do think that the Jazz are going to need to be paying him less. He's not a $10 million player on a championship team. And and that's the thing. I love Joe Ingles to death. But if Joe Ingles is your third or fourth leading scorer and that's what you need him to be, you need him to be like your fourth or fifth. And whether or not he can perform at that level, just based off of how he sometimes struggled coming off the bench, like definitely um, see the issues there with Joe. As for Rudy, um, I don't, here's the thing. I think he's going to be making more than the max, less than the super max. I think that he's, he'll be willing to take a bit of a cut to stay in Utah because if he goes somewhere else, he will make less than the super max. I don't think the jazz will be able to work out a side and trade there. Um, as for what you said last night, and I'll be interested to see what trades you came up with, you mentioned that trading for Gobert would probably result in the Jazz getting veterans. And so I feel like if you're trading Gobert, you don't want, you're pushing, if you're getting veterans, that means you're pushing to make the, to be a championship contender now, which they're borderline. But if you're trading Gobert, I want the Jazz to be pushing to be a championship contender in the next three, four years, like make Donovan happy, be making the playoffs, 
but try to aim for when the Lakers, Clippers, Golden State Warriors, Nets are all like coming down and maybe try, maybe be more competing with the Hawks and the Mavericks. So that's my concern. If you're trading Gobert, I want to not go in straight rebuild, but like try to play a bit more of the long game than play the now game if you're trading Gobert. So I'll just be interested to hear the options that you came up with. Yeah, and I I was thinking about that because uh, I don't think if you're just going for a straight washed up veteran, or not necessarily washed up, but past his prime, I don't think there's a good move right now that makes sense for both teams with the Jazz with Gobert. But I think there are some interesting options that I don't know if they make the Jazz better immediately, but as either the players develop or as it opens up some cap space for them to bring on another piece, either to add depth or have enough to get on um, another solid starter or even star player down the line, then I think it may make sense if the Jazz are faced with either overpaying Gobert or trading him now. And I didn't put together too many uh, trade ideas for Joe Ingles because I think he could either be packaged with Gobert to get a little bit more or I could, there's most of the teams in the NBA would be willing to trade for him. And I think the Jazz could find several packages that could make sense for them if they're actively shopping him. But the first trade, I think this one might be your least favorite, but there there could be some extra moving pieces that could make it really good. Uh, so I think if the Jazz talk to the Magic and they're trading Rudy Gobert, and the main piece that they're getting back is Nikola Vucevic. And so Vucevic, he is 30 years old. I believe he was an all-star like once or twice when he was younger. Uh, This past season, he was just under 20 points a game, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. And so if if it's just a straight-up trade, which I don't think the Jazz would do, the Jazz would definitely be losing defense but they would get a lot on the offensive end. The interesting thing with the Magic is I'm sure the Magic would have to add in another piece, whether that be um, like a a young project player, which I don't know if the Jazz are really looking for, or they have the number 15 pick this year. Uh, Maybe the Jazz would be interested in something like that. This isn't an incredibly deep draft, but if the Jazz like a prospect, then they might look at that. Uh, Something that I think is a stretch and the Jazz might have to add a little bit more into the trade, but I think would be definitely worth it for the Jazz, is if the Jazz trade Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, and maybe their first round this year, and then they're getting Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier. And both of those are just under 20 point a game scorers. They add a lot to the offense. Um, I was I was looking at Evan Fournier's stats and I was kind of hoping he had a down year, so it would make it easier for the Jazz to trade, trade for. But then you get a solid wing player, and you up. So this trade is just all about upgrading on offense, and I think it could make sense. I haven't looked at looked at the cap because all the trade machines are based on the regular season right now, and the off season is more lenient. So. I'm sure you can move pieces around to make that work if it's if it doesn't make sense right now. But uh, trading with the Magic based around Gobert and Vucevic, what do you think? Well, 
I mean, I don't actually know if that works. Like you said, the trade machines are being kind of weird. Um, were you saying throw Joe Ingles in on that pick as well, on that trade as well, or uh, if I think the Jazz should definitely throw Ingles in if they can get Fournier out of it. Okay, since I mean he's making seventeen million dollars this next year, and um, Nicola I think is making like twenty million. Nicola is making a lot of money. I actually think he's making more money than Gobert if I read his contract right, but I could be wrong. Um, it's not horrendous. Like how old is how old is Evan? Uh, I think he's twenty six somewhere in there. Twenty six, so not terrible. Um, I and and he's just a shooting guard, right? Or he, is he's he a, a two three? So he, he's a he'd two, be three. a wing player. Yeah. Okay. So wing player, add some more shooting, get some. So that's not a terrible trade. Um, I think that you you'd have to re. My biggest concern there would be he only has a year left on his contract, and he's making seventeen million. Um, and so at being 26 going into your prime, he's going to be looking for 20 plus million if we wanted to get him again. Um, and so that would be my concern is if we could feasibly get him for the long term without paying him an insane amount, without paying him like over 20 million, that would be awesome. But it looks like we'd get stuck paying him a lot of money. And when I wonder how worth it it would be in the sense where the Jazz are going to be strapped for cash cash this year because um, Conley opted into his 30 plus million dollar deal, which I don't think surprises anyone. I know that there was some discussion and hope about him opting out and negotiating like a $10 million contract so that the Jazz could have more room to move with. Um, If he really likes Utah, I think next year you'll see him sign a lot smaller of a contract. Um, I don't think a lot of people would argue that he doesn't deserve $30 million right now, just with his age and with like how he was last season. And he could come out and have a $30 million a year season. I don't think he's going to improve that much. But I mean, obviously, he earned that money. He worked with um, Memphis and got that deal, and the Jazz traded for it. So that's his money. Um, so looking at it, not my favorite, I kind of see where you're going with it, but trading for two expiring contracts, um, I, at least I think Nicole is an an expiring contract just doesn't seem great for the long term based on the fact that those guys are going to then want a lot of money. And yeah, that is a tough one, especially if they come and they have killer years in Utah then Utah's kind of stuck. Um, okay, I was wrong. Nicola's not an expiring contract, but he's due $26 million, $24 million, $22 million. Oh, So that, that's nice. You, you get an extra $2 million each year, but that's not a huge thing. And if you want to sign Evan Fournier again next year, I'm guessing Conley's probably going to be a $15 million a year contract right in that range. So then you have an extra fifteen in cap plus... And so they'd have cap to sign him to a decent contract if they like the fit. The real question is like, though, are you going to be able to keep him in free agency? Um, And so would you almost rather like not commit yourself to him this next season and just kind of try to keep your cap a bit more free and see if you can, if Donovan can get anyone to come next off season. Um, 
after the bubble and stuff. I don't know if a lot happened there, but I wouldn't really want to trade with someone with the hope of trade Gobert. Just trading Gobert for an expiring contract or for an expensive contract just doesn't feel worth it. Because if you're only going to be paying Gobert like four, four and a half million more, or like on average six million more than you're going to be trading, than you're going to be paying um, Vucevic in that trade, then it's not really worth it to me, especially with how old Vucevic is. Yeah, and so if the Jazz were to do this, I think it would be they think this trade would make them significantly better this year, and it would be just a get as deep of a playoff run this year as you can which i guess it could be uh their offense would be really scary if they got both fournier and vucevic uh they would definitely give up a lot on defense but that is definitely a toss-up trade um i think the jazz wouldn't do it unless they got a little bit extra uh like got some draft picks thrown in there uh, to sweeten the deal yeah, I'd want some first-round draft picks down the road, but I don't think Orlando would want to give those up based on where they're at. Um, and you mentioned you wanted to go uh, a little younger uh, if you were to trade Gobert. So I think I mentioned this one to you a couple months ago, and I think the Jazz could probably get an additional first-round pick out of it as well. But the trade would be built around... You trade Rudy Gobert, and the Jazz would get Buddy Heald and Rashawn Holmes from the Kings. Um, now, Rashawn Holmes, he is a project player. He he started most of the games that he played for the Kings, but his stat line wasn't great. He doesn't shoot threes, and so he would be just kind of more of a rotation player, and the Jazz would have to figure out what they're doing whether they're just going straight up small ball or uh, they'd have to move some other pieces to fill in that center role. But obviously the highlight of this trade is the Jazz would be getting Buddy Heald, which I may be higher on than most people are. He's a, he's an incredible shooter. Uh, he's definitely two guards, so they may be a kind of jam with uh, Conley, Mitchell, and Heald, but I bet you could move Heald to the three. Uh, he's not the best defender, but he would really help the Jazz in spacing the floor. And that would be tough when you have someone like Mitchell that you're terrified of him driving. And then you have, if they keep Ingles, and if they have um, Bogdanovich out there, and then they have Heald out there, those are three guys that you don't want to leave open at the three. So I think that would be interesting on offense, but I think the Jazz would be looking for a pick or two in return if they were to make that trade. But what do you think? Well, I, I just a quick question. Why is Buddy Heald being mentioned so much in trades right now? Does he want out of Sacramento, or is it just he's capital that um, the Kings have, and that's just what the rumors are floating around? Um, I don't think he specifically asked for a trade. I think he's expressed some concerns, and he's looking to move to a winning program. Uh, but the tough part is uh, he's on a he just signed a pretty decent contract. Uh, 20 something million a year uh, for I think three years something like that so he's he's on contract for a while so he can't really leave in free agency um okay yeah the, my biggest this is where I just start becoming like super picky and I feel like when you're trading though when 
generational talent like Gobert, you kind of need to be picky, is in that trade we're not getting a center back. Um, and I'm not really seeing anything I want from the Kings. So you'd somehow need to make that a three pers- a three team trade that got you a center, which I don't know what the logistics of that would be, just because like the Jazz have built their defense so much around the center that losing Gobert, no matter who you get back, puts you in like a really rough spot. So and then for Buddy Healed, if you're looking at it, you you're I mean, he'd give you more shooting for sure, but I'd also, I wonder how much you want shooting at that position per se, and how much better the Jazz would be um, suited by getting like stretch four. I feel like that would be a lot better than getting another small shooter, since then you could, um, you could have, you know, Conley at the one, Donovan at the two, um, Bojan at the three, have your stretch four, and then have Gobert. And have a bit of a bigger team than you've had since you've been playing. I'm pretty sure the Jazz have been playing Bojan a lot at the four, at the four, and with how small he is, that's not the most ideal situation. So Buddy Hield is definitely an interesting thought, um, and I'd wonder how he'd fit with the Jazz. But I mean, it's definitely food for thought from the aspect of like getting in, getting some more offense for the Jazz. Yeah, I think if I were the Jazz, I don't think I would trade Gobert for Buddy Heald. I think it's an interesting thought. If the Jazz could figure out a way to keep both Mitchell and Gobert and get Buddy Heald on the team, I would love that. I th- I think Buddy Heald, uh, uh, and like I said, I'm I'm probably higher on him than most people are, but I think he can add a lot to a team, especially when he has other established stars around him. Oh, dang, he's 27. I did not realize that. I thought he was a lot younger. Yeah, I. Th- he must have come came into the league when he was a little older. Because I think this is his. I don't know. This is like his. This has been like his fourth season or third season. I don't know. He hasn't been in the league very long. But that's the same with um, Bogdanovich on the Jazz. Is he hasn't been like. He hasn't been around for a long time, but I think he came in the league when he was a, a little older. This will be Buddy's sixth season. Oh, dang. Yeah, he was drafted to New Orleans, which, I mean, think about that. If they kept him, I don't know what that would do. But, like, if you had Buddy healed with Zion right now and with um, just the other pieces they have, that could be an insane core down there. But it looks like he got traded to Sacramento after his first season. Yeah, so I'm... I don't think I love that, but uh, like I said, if the Jazz can't get Gobert in a Supermax, uh, they should definitely look at trades like this. Um, so here's my my last trade that I put together. And this one, I guess none of them are really like solid of like how many picks each person is giving up and exactly what's giving up. I just kind of have the core of the trade. But I think this one, there's a lot of different options you can go with it. And I think it's really interesting. Um and so the Hawks, they're definitely trying to make a playoff push right now. Um, I think I think their mindset is they want to keep Trey Young for his entire career. And if they don't get a team that he can win with, like really soon, then he may request a trade or uh, like just not be happy there. 
And obviously, he's a restricted free agent at, in two years. And so they can keep him around as long as they want, as long as he signs the contract. But they, the rumors are the Hawks are looking to make some moves to win now. And so I think the basis of this trade would be you're trading Rudy Gobert uh, for Clint Capella. And obviously, Rudy Gobert is a more established player, but Clint, Clint Capella is definitely, he did a lot of great stuff in Houston. The problem is he has had injury problems. And so he's definitely not the same trade value that Gobert is. So in that case, the Jazz could try to work something out and try to get another young player like Cam Reddish, which the Hawks don't want to give up. But if you could figure that out and if they're high enough on Gobert, they may, the Jazz may be able to get Cam Reddish out of it. Or if the Jazz throw in another piece or two, um, they may be able to get the Hawks pick this year, which is number six, I think, if I'm re- remembering correctly. So that that could be interesting if the Jazz are looking to get younger. I don't think Clint Capella is much younger than Gobert. If he is younger, I think they're right around the same age. But I think that would be you'd lose some length and defense by losing Gobert, but you get a lot of athleticism, which could be beneficial and could allow the Jazz to push the pace, um, which could be interesting. But what do you think about that base of the trade? And is there any way that you would want to, would you consider that if you get some extra pieces from it? Um, What's really hard for me is... Let's just be straightforward here. Gobert, I feel like, is a more valuable piece than Trey Young. I And I get that that would be a hot take. And I get that, you know, Trey Young is amazing on the offensive end. But I mean, he might as like, it might as well just be four and five defense on the other side. Like, he's worse than James Harden when it comes to the defensive end. So... Like, to be trading Gobert in that situation, as much as I'd want someone good on the defensive end, I just have a really hard time when we're getting people's chump change for Gobert. Um, And in that case, I'm interested how things would go, like, from a sign-and-trade perspective. And Capella's really good. Like, I do definitely think that he would be, like, a great center to have, and I wouldn't scoff at it. Um, and it would be nice not to be having to see Gobert in the West, in the West, um, and maybe not even have to, and not see him in the finals. Probably I'm just not seeing other pieces I want on the Hawks, I guess is the case. Like that's where they're at as a team is they just don't have like pieces to give. You mentioned a couple, but I mean, there are those injury concerns with Capella. And as much as people say there's injury concerns with um, go bear like after those couple seasons he's been doing pretty well and I don't feel like we've been seeing those injuries so Cam Reddish looks like he has a pretty cheap deal so that would be nice um I mean it wouldn't be terrible like if Gobert wanted out I would not be opposed to that trade I think that the biggest thing when we talk about Gobert trades is looking at the fact that Ryan Smith just bought the team. And so to pre- like 
before we end the show to kind of talk about that as an added perspective. A, from what I've been hearing, Ryan Smith's going to be willing to pay Gobert their supermax and possibly go into the luxury tax. Like, he wants the Jazz to win that much. And so looking at it from that perspective, I also think that he understands that he needs to, like, kind of keep the fans a bit happy, at least at the beginning. Like, you you don't always have to keep the fans happy. But the number one reason I don't think we'll see a Gobert trade unless Gobert asks for it is because I don't think Ryan Smith wants to come in and then immediately trade Rudy Gobert. I think that would be just a really bad PR move from his from his position. So unless there really is animosity between Gobert and um, Donovan, which I don't think there is, and if there is, I don't think that it's anything that they're not going to be able to work through. We saw them play in the postseason, and they did a really good job. They were super in sync, and... Donovan greatly increased his ability to get the ball to Gobert, which should make Gobert really happy in the future where Donovan's probably going to become the point guard. So after seeing the flashes of brilliance with um, Conley, you know, coming back in the playoffs and and how Gobert and Donovan were able to play, I do want to see them roll it back this year. Um, The trade that would make the most sense is if someone wanted... um, Joe bad enough to be able to give us a couple of nice wing players with um a good future I would probably do that trade I love Joe Ingles but I do feel like the Jazz would do better to get a bit more depth at the wing and have a bit more potential there I think that would help them in the not only in the future but also in the win now um just where Donovan and Conley are both ball handlers while Joe's great and he does a good job at playing point when he needs to He's starting to feel a bit redundant in the Jazz's offense and where his three-point shooting has just been so spotty the last year and a half. It's just, I'm hoping he can come back and be more consistent, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Joe Ingles for Bradley Beal straight up. I actually don't know how I feel about that based (laughs) on Bradley Beal's injury history. And I'm sure Bradley, I don't think Bradley would be happy to come to Utah, but that would be interesting. It would be interesting to see if the Jazz somehow swung like Bradley Beal got ticked off being in Washington and came for like, and somehow was convinced this was the championship spot. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of interesting thoughts. I think in the end, the Jazz aren't an organization that's going to make that trade. That's just not who they are. Like, the trading of Derek Favors and stuff was like a really big deal. And I don't think they do that to one of their stars unless they requested that trade. So it'll be interesting to see um, where the Jazz go with their pick in a few days. But, and if what moves, if any, they make over the offseason. But I'm excited to get a bit more um, basketball news coming up. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't think the Jazz will trade Gobert, like you said. But I think they will be. I said, like I said in the beginning, I don't think they should pay him the supermax. And so, if he's demanding the supermax, these are trades that they might want to make. And at the at this point, trading Gobert, um, if he's demanding the supermax and he's only on a one year contract, then um, you're probably just not going to get a great player out of him because his trade value will drop. But if they come to this point, which it sounds like he'll probably end up getting paid the Supermax with new ownership, 
um, then I think these three trades may be interesting to look at once his tra- if his trade value drops because they can't come to a deal and they have to trade him before his contract is up. But yeah, this has been another episode of the Call Bank Podcast. Uh, the draft is four days away. Um, so tune in next weekend and we'll get to go over the draft, what the Jazz did. Uh, I haven't seen any rumors, so I'm expecting they'll just keep their pick and draft to the best player available. But tune in next week and we'll talk about what's been going on in free agency and how the draft went. And we'll have some exciting content uh, to talk about. And it won't won't be rumors anymore. It'll be news. But yeah, uh, we hope to see you next week.